this week on the BAMCast. Congratulations, guys. You just staked out a roll of toilet paper. What star? We're in. All right, and welcome to the BAMCast. Hey! Hey, BAMCast. Episode 574. Numbers keep going up. I like uh, so I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm DJ. And what we do each and every episode of this year Bamcast is we watch ourselves a quote unquote movie. Uh, quote unquote movie? Quote unquote bad movie. Yeah. Sometimes they're quote sometimes unquote they're movies. Considered yeah. movies. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes they're not. Sometimes we question whether it's really a movie. Not in this case so much. Uh, then we come in here and talk about them. And then they uh, get ratings. Good bad movies. Enjoyable bad movies. They get one to five Jacksons and Robot Jocks. Robot Jocks. However, there are bad bad movies. As in Stateway, they get a negative sliding scale one to five bags. This isn't giant bags of trash. Ooh, don't like them. I'm going to go on record that uh, this, this week's movie is in fact a movie. Uh, I saying, agree. Like it is filmed. You can see it. Uh, it's mostly comprehensible. And you can hear it, and you can understand the dialogue and stuff. So th- those are all the qualifications, I say, in making a yeah. movie. It does meet the qualifications yeah. for it and the movie. And as we've seen with a lot of 80s movies mm-hmm. that we cover, their datedness is why they're considered bad. Sure. But they're not necessarily bad otherwise. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I would I would lump this movie. I wish you could go and spoil it. It's 1984's Runaway. Um Starring Tom Selleck. Yeah, most people know it's the Tom Selleck versus Metal Spiders movie, if you've ever seen it. That's how most people would describe it and have since it came out on video. Yeah. But, yeah, I I think the thing about this one is it's like this is more of kind of a forgotten-ish movie than even like what I would lump into bad. Like, I mean, Michael Crichton movies that aren't Jurassic Park and and Westworld, uh, thanks to an HBO reboot, really, Mm -hmm. uh, are otherwise mostly kind of forgotten through, through time because they're usually sort of hot button science issues of the time and so it doesn't really translate to long-term things i mean like the idea of jurassic park was one of his better like ah, oh, that'll work forever because until we actually bring back dinosaurs and nothing happens except for maybe we eat a meatball which spoiler might have happened um <laughs> no they wouldn't eat it oh they wouldn't eat it no well, they, I'm just they saying, said like, it may be poisonous to uh modern bodies i'm just saying the closest so we've we come made inedible meat yes and closest we've come to you know congratulations jurassic park is we maybe made a mammoth meatball yes uh, and i don't just mean in size but of the meat yeah. um but yeah, I'd say that's the closest we come until we like one day clone a dinosaur and we just go like, oh, well, nothing to be worried about. We can actually just program out their aggression and they can just sit in a zoo like any other mopey zoo lion. Uh, yeah, because that always goes well. <laughs> Again, once we get to there, we, and we either see he was right or it's just it was a bunch of hooey like the robot. I mean, we all have Roombas and they haven't killed us yet. Uh, yet. 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 <laughs> they haven't um, killed all of us yet. I'm saying like a lot of his stuff doesn't necessarily translate to longevity because it's... Yeah. Like, oh, well, what about this new thing? Well, because about? it'll have, like, a keyword that at the time was like, ooh, yeah. that sounds science-y. But now, now we hear it, we're like, oh, modem, okay, mm-hmm. okay, an 8088 motherboard, okay. Right. But anyway, yes, I, it still qualifies. Yeah, this this still qualifies possibly as a bad movie, I suppose, perhaps. But it's really mm-hmm. just, like I said, I think it's more of like a, it's a time capsule and mostly kind of forgotten movie so that people can come along and go, what is mm-hmm. that? <laughs> That's Magnum PI chasing robots. But I think there's a lot of things that are like interesting impression about this movie in, in terms of like, you know, you can look to like 2001 and things where it's like, hey, look, that's mm-hmm. basically an iPad in a fucking 1968 movie. Like, think yeah. about that. Uh, but yeah. similarly here, uh, <clears throat> Runaway is very similar to Blade Runner, except instead of fancy uh, androids, uh, they just chase down robots that have gone a little haywire. These are all 
working robots. Yeah, they're like, not AI-based robots. They're task-based robots. Right, yeah. which is yeah. the right way to do robots, yeah. by the yeah. way. Yes. And none of them are humanoid. No. Correct. That they're is the like, other well, actually, right no, there, there's the boxes of bullshit. They had the, they had the pedicab. The, the oh, police yeah. car driver yeah, guy the Johnny was Johnny Cab. Yeah, Johnny Cab. That's yeah. what I was trying to I will of. say, they didn't. They had a mannequin, okay. but then there were just robot components. Maybe that was just to make you feel so. better, like that there's just not an empty yes. seat where there should be a driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, they are mostly what you would expect uh, when you say when you think battle bots or any of those like basic, you know, mm-hmm. not not really meant for like anything but industrial one. Yeah, robots. industrial robots. They're just a bunch of Wallies and things that look like Wally. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but yes, they, I, they, I love how banal it is. Yeah. It's just like they're not even traffic cops. They're just like malfunctioning robot cops. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's the weirdest part to me that they would have cops that just respond to, "Ah, eh, my robot's gone a little nutty." And the cops just go shut the robot off. That's their job, is to just go shut the robot off. They don't really, until this shit happens, they don't really have anything else exciting going on It sounds like he's on it because it's it's basically a desk job that lets him go outside of the office. Yes. Mm -hmm. Also, our main character has vertigo, uh, and that's another reason he says he doesn't want to do Mm -hmm. police work is because he might have to go up in high places, and that's bad for him. Well, yeah, it it came from, of course, a uh, a failed situation at some point in his sure. past where yeah. someone was killed because he was in it, unable to act, and now it is. Yeah, he couldn't chase a, a he couldn't chase situation. a perp up a high building, and and the perp got away and murdered some people later. Yeah, and he feels guilty, and he didn't like you know pull it, got on a kid like most mm-hmm. cop movie tropes, Die Hard, yeah. Lethal Weapons, and all that. Yeah, yeah. I just I man. Like I, I know it's Michael Crichton, so it's like okay, that's how the how the movie got pitched. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, could you imagine pitching this to someone being like, yeah, he's kind of just like a cleanup cop for robots, yeah, but not like cool badass robots, like construction robots that are dumping concrete bags I, I, I in the wrong place. I mean, it, yeah, you, you know, don't pitch it like that. Yeah, you say like he's you know you start with showing him that he's just the guy that shuts down robots, and then the third case is hey, a robot has actually murdered somebody. That's a special code, and everybody goes ooh, mm-hmm. and you know that never happens, and the, thus begins the actual plot, which yeah. turns out they wouldn't have even happened if the nefarious people weren't doing nefarious things. It probably wouldn't have happened just by a glitch. Let's say this mm-hmm. this was like intentional. Right. You know, sabotage with the intent of murdering. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're introduced to to Tom Selleck's character, who's just getting a new partner. His name's Ramsey, by the way. Get used to that because they say it a lot in this movie. Uh, but he's uh, introduced to his new partner, Thompson, who's played by Cynthia Rhodes, who has kind of like that. Um, it's almost a little bit of, of like a Linda Blair in uh, Roller Boogie, mm-hmm. like that super cute look. Uh, cher- cherubish? Is that how yeah, you say it? Cherubish. Like, cherubish, yeah. 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 Cherubic. I think really. I've heard people say they sure. probably said it wrong. So probably, yeah. But oh, either the, way, the, like, like, like that's, that's his new partner, yeah. and this is kind of how we get all the exposition about it. Is yeah. oh, they have to go up and they they have to go track down a robot that's gone rogue. And the way they show that this robot has gone rogue is these robots are designed to just pick up caterpillars on crops and dump them in a little grinder wheel that they have. Mm-hmm. But this one just decided to start mowing down the crops. And so that's just their job is to fly out there in a helicopter, see what the robot's doing, and then shut it down. Yeah, it's it's very comical. I mean, they, they literally show – I mean, this thing is carving crop circles in the corn, and they mm-hmm. end up by diving on it with a comedic explosion and come back with, like, you know, Yosemite Sam face after the bomb is blown yeah. up in his face, you know. And they're just like – and all the – The soot face. Yeah, the, the, the corn shuckers or whatever they are, I don't know, are just sitting mm-hmm. there like, ha-ha, you know. 
here's your broken robot. Bye. Yeah. yeah. And then the next now, one. What is, do those guys do anyway? Um, if the robot is doing all the shucking. Well, I don't know. We just saw them de-pestifying. Maybe the people are still shucking. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, this, this is kind of explained in it, that it's a world where we're moving to full autonomy via robots, but I guess it's probably sort of like electric cars now. Not everybody. Well, they probably board. have they probably have a robot harvester, and this is just the corn is growing. Yeah. These yeah. could just be the yeah. people that own the land for all we yeah. know, and they just get to sit around and now, let robots do stuff. Let's keep in mind, this is basically the year 1984, just with robots. Okay. I feel like almost everything else is the same. I mean, I, they never date it by putting it, you know, I don't even think yeah. it even bothers with it in uh, the near future. Somebody in the trivia figured out by his birth date and age that's given that it takes oh. place in the distant future of 1991. Ooh. But see, C-3PO's were still on the shelf as an option in 1991 in this universe because... They were very stale at that point. But, uh, that's but another robot e- reference. Either way, it is it is very much... A dated 1984 movie uh-huh. and it's not like they try and jazz up the future or anything i mean the car they drive around is a is a 1984 beater i mean yeah. it's just it's a dodge colt yeah it yeah. just it's it looks like a piece of shit i love them yeah I, and I, I love it i love I that love they have that. i love that they have 15 perfect condition dodge colts and various dodge vans for the police department i just mm-hmm. fucking love them yeah it's all you great don't, you don't see them unless they're absolutely fucking ragged out these days i mean same could be said for us <laughs> <laughs> yes correct youtube.com slash bamfcast <laughs> oh man yeah so so they yes they comedically take out this robot and then uh they yeah. get they get back to the station and i guess they're just does he get chewed out by the by the chief at, at this point probably or, i mean everything or, no back... they, they're they're trying to check out something with a robot I don't think I don't think up. the real plot has really kicked in yet. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, either way, they get back yeah. and then they get called right back out to another situation where this uh, one of the housekeeper robots has murdered two people. Well, first they go for the cement dumping one because that's what I'm saying. They have like two oh, okay. two banal robot cases. This one just you know basically lets her go up to the top of this construction right. site and dis- there's just a it's supposed to just be a robot that picks up bags of cement and stacks them but mm-hmm. it's it's decided it's gotten out of whack and it's just dumping them off the side of the building mm-hmm. to which people are getting way too close t- to that i mean even yeah. like, even as like an actor i was like tom Selleck, like you don't need to sell this this hard like get away from the falling debris selling's in well, his I, name yeah I guess that's so. the thing too with him like he's committed this entire movie sure. like like there's never a point where he's like winking at the camera or being sarcastic about it it's just like he's he's in on this character in this world isn't he like that all the time he's just always being whatever the director wants him to be that shouldn't be like shouldn't be a surprising thing for an actor but like he's been doing this shit for 50 years and he's still yeah, I, I, I guess I just feel like there are actors who would be like, I'm above this bullshit, you know, and you and it would come through in their performance and you yeah. never get that from him. Yeah, right. Which which, you know, I, I, it sells the world building of this movie a ton. Well, I don't know if I would call those people bad actors. I mean, I probably would because I feel like that's that's contrary to what your your job is, is to yeah. perform their best for whatever thing you're doing. But I would say if you think something is above you. Uh, maybe stay with that and don't take the fucking money and do it. Right. So, right. uh, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I, you're I either mean, you're either a bad actor or a bad person. So, regardless, yeah. Don't, but I don't mean, do but, the but by like 1984, like Magnum PI is one of the biggest shows on TV. So, sure. but I guess it is also a different landscape where like TV and movies are two very separate things. This could have been. Then. I mean, honestly, this could have very easily been sold to him of like, look what Blade Runner did for Harrison Ford. 
Yeah, maybe. But who knows? But either way, like I think Tom Selleck does a great job throughout this movie because there's a lot of goofy shit happening around him and he never acts like it's goofy shit happening around I, him. I, I don't have any ill will to Tom Selleck as far yeah. as I don't know. I don't, I don't know anything about him and hopefully he's not a shit heel. So I'm not going to heap too much praise on him because every time I do somebody, it's like they tend to yeah. be awful. I'm sure listeners' dads like him on Blue Blood. <laughs> anyway, she handles the robot that's dumping stuff off the building because yeah. as the company, as the person from the construction company says, insurance won't let us touch these things. We have to call you. Because because there is a point where he he's just like, why don't you just shut it off yourself? And she says, we're not allowed to. It's I'm, an insurance I thing. do wonder if at some point, I mean, I'm sure because I think as we said during the course of the movie, um, police historically have been the people that could call for all kinds of shit that is not really their business. Yeah. But I, I wonder if at some point, like cops were dog catchers and stuff too. And like, and then they were like, all right, we've had enough strays and shit that mm-hmm. we have to form this as its own thing. I'm wondering yeah. if like, this is supposed to be like early enough that eventually there's just going to be, you know, the robot mop up crew. That's not, doesn't have anything to do with the police department. Really? The robot cops. It, wouldn't, cop. it yeah. wouldn't surprise <laughs> me because the other cops seem to like have kind of like this. Who are yeah. those guys? Yeah. Oh, thing. It's the fucking dog catchers. Hey, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but, yeah, but, but there are little touches throughout the construction scene that I love. Like there's one sign on the back that says uh, danger. I believe it says robots without human sensors. Yes. Or something like that. You know, there, and there's just little things. There's one that we love that we find out later, way later on the, on the elevator. But it's there's a lot of like good little world building touches like that. That just like the production design. Somebody was like, how about if we did this? And they're like, yes, yes. Get that on the sign. They... In the trivia, again, this is IMDb trivia, so uh, unreliable and also um, Terrible. maybe not even real. Yeah. But they were talking about how insistent Crichton was on the details on this movie. And credit to him if it was actually him, but also credit to the production designers because shit like that is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Absolutely everywhere throughout this movie. You'll find little designations, little signs, even on the robots themselves. They feel surprisingly real and a lot of the robots are they're varied in what they look like oh yeah it's not it's not like they got like okay we made like two robots and we'll just like put a lid on top of this one and it's a new robot you know they're like no these are like completely different designs for all of them. honestly of all the robot designs i think the one that looks the worst and the one that you would think that they would have built the best hero one for is lois like lois is a thing you look at and you're like how does that do anything like I mean, like because yeah, you never see its yeah. arm articulated. Yeah, Lois anything. is his house yeah, robot. Yeah, I should. Yeah, we should explain that. Like yeah. it's shown that despite him being, you know, you would think he'd be someone that's like, I'm not going to have a damn robot in my house, especially with my kid. But his wife died in a car accident, so he's got a nanny bot for his ten year old mm-hmm. kid who cooks and takes phone calls and things that robots do in yeah. the future. But I don't know. This thing just looks like a. It's, it's not. It's a. Great. It's a mini fridge yeah. with an arm on it. Yeah, and, yeah. Some and just way, way too many Darth Vader lights in the front that do mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah, so it. I mean. It looks neat, it, yeah, but I it mean, doesn't it's, look it's, like just, a domestic robot. Yeah, it, it, it just when it rolled out, of, I was like, the first thing I thought is like, it reminded me of the shitty Rocky Three robot or Four robot. Yeah, Rocky Three like, Four. Yeah, yeah it just of the other ones, like they all look very industrial, like but, Battle Bots design. This one looked like a ugly plastic and thing. <laughs> also, talk about being like ahead of its time. I feel like there's robots everywhere, but people's lives haven't changed. We're all doing. They're all doing the same shit jobs. It's all the same crap. It's just like. Okay, now you got a robot to cook you pasta. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's still like you still got to go to work. You still got to be on the construction site. Right. You still got to farm. Like even though you've got all the robots, it does it's 
somehow life has not changed in any way. Well, Except look at what's happened. Now Tom the... Selleck has a job. Yeah. Well, look what's happened in the last 30 years. Yeah. Our productivity has gone up like 9 million percent, yet we're still fucking slaving away at regular jobs. Yep. Give me my Star Trek future, please, and thank you. I'll watch Star Trek if that's what it takes. Yeah. And just like we said earlier, we, we were able to generate cloned meat, but it's yep. inedible. <laughs> so, who cares? We don't know that. They're just, they just they won't try it. They said it's inedible. Uh, possibly. They're, they're cowards. I would eat it. Eat, right. look. eat the mammoth meatball. I, I guarantee you there's at least... I Look, I am, the, I am the one person on Earth. If that's how I go out by being the person that ate a fucking clone <laughs> mammoth... My man. Yeah, I you mean, know, fucking like... Just okay. just take Teddy Roosevelt's fucking face off the goddamn mountain and put me there instead. Because <laughs> all he did was walk around with a big fucking stick. I ate a goddamn but, mammoth But there meatball. will also be people who are like, that dumbass ate the fucking meatball. Yeah. I'm, you don't know where that mammoth's been. I'm on Harlow's side with this. I'm willing to test the mammoth meatball. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah, I, I would try it, and then I'd have a bottle like Ipecac next to me. Nope. Just be like, get it out of my system. I'm going down with the ship. I mean, what's the worst <laughs> that's going to happen? I mean, am I going to like get like prehistoric mammoth powers? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Hey, you never know. You could Hulk out. At the very, like, okay. The least thing that could happen, fucking free meatball. Yeah. Right. Am I going to get more hairy? I mean, that <laughs> might happen. The best thing that ha- could happen I die immediately. Yeah. Well, in the future, you'd also probably have a robot to cook it for you. Yes. At least if you were in this movie. Well, let's talk about the actual <laughs> plot. Okay. okay. Yes. So, the, so, so, all right. So they the get, nanny, nanny they bot get goes the construction crazy. call. Yeah. They leave the construction call. Nanny bot goes nuts. They get called in. Um, nanny bot is killed. I think the the mother and one of the kids, but the I believe so. But the infant child is still in the crib. It and has stabbed it, stabbed, stabbed them, them to death. Stabbed them. Yeah. But, but somehow they've they gotten the bodies out of the body or out of the building. Like they're laying on the sidewalk and so is the they dad. They were stabbed and then ran outside. Okay. So the dad is sitting there. He's traumatized. Yeah. The, um, the dad's messed up. All there is is an infant child in there. So they've called in the, the runaway squad, the Robocops. Um, and uh, and they have a drone. They do have a drone. They have like they send in. pretty much, I mean, it, you know, it's not enough rotors to really actually move around like what they do. But I mean... For 1984, damn, it's a drone. It's what we think of as a drone. It's a mm-hmm. it's a triangular thing with a rotor in the middle. It works in this yeah. world. It's like an X Files alien ship yeah. drone. Yeah, um, but it gets sent in, and the and the, we find out that this uh, nanny bot now has a now gun the, because it shoots it's the. A the it, with a well, revolver. what's what's funnier is we were like, oh man, they they predicted this way back then. Why don't we have drone? Why don't we have drones now? And then like immediately it's, this thing goes, Pew! and I was like, because they knew we would do that. <laughs> right. Um, but yes, so uh, now they know the nanny bot has a gun. So Tom Selleck's like, well, I'm going in regardless mm-hmm. of, you know, I'm going to yeah. go save the kid. And while he's been doing all this, the uh, newscaster has just oh been God. harassing him. Mm-hmm. Like, this, this is a Mass Effect style newscaster where it's like you would be well within your First yeah. Amendment rights to punch them in the face. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. to the extent that when he suits, like he's suiting up in uh, what they call an electromagnetic uh, resistance suit uh-huh. so that the robot cannot track him properly. And as she's explaining this into the camera he's like you know that the robot is is tapped into this and can hear everything you're broadcasting right now right as he's been yelling everyone to cut every feed and you know yeah. turn every, off everything electric and also well i think they're like trying to flood the place with white noise and too much light mm-hmm. to confuse yes. its sensors yeah but he's like all right suit it up i've got my outfit on you can see that outfit on the poster of the uh of the movie it's it's chainmail with a weird battle vest it's a and a cod piece it's a look yeah yeah it's great. I love it. Mm-hmm. But yes, he goes in to go and save the child. And as he's sneaking in, you hear the newscaster go, our brave cameraman is going to follow him in. And it's like, 
what? You as soon as she said that, you know he's gonna die. Oh, of course, but it's still like, and Tom Selleck like looks back because he has like he's Metal Gear Solided his way like you know into a couple rooms so mm-hmm. far trying to get to the kid and locate the the robot and. This cameraman just comes in and he's got, you know, and this is a 1984 camera. So he's got the huge rig on his shoulder. He's got the bright light up top of it. And he is just following Tom Selleck through this house while he's trying to creep around. Yep. And promptly gets blasted in the face for his troubles. By the robot. Mm -hmm. By the robot. Yeah. He got the shot. Yep. To his face. <laughs> yeah. And from here, action geography gets weird. Uh, a little bit, yeah, because he's cre- he's still trying to creep down the hall and figure out where the robot is. And then... And then shots, hole, shots, holes get blown in the yeah, wall next to him. That seem to be coming from the direction the he's wall. hiding. Yeah. 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 Like, he's almost like, like, like peering around. Like, he would around not a, be hidden it, with it, these shots. Yeah. It, it's, it's not done well, but yeah. whatever. It, it is implied that the robot has shot through the wall at sure. him, but it doesn't play out like that. No. He gets the robot eventually, saves the kid. Yeah, he because he, he's got a little laser yeah, zapper. Yeah. Also, he had tried to talk to the dad, and then the dad was like, oh, he's crazy. Ah, and like ran off. And yeah, he's he, like, who he's are you like, talking about? He really did it? That that crazy son of a bitch. Yeah. So yeah. the plot has started, fully started. Mm-hmm. There's a mystery. Uh-oh, there may be more here afoot. Yes, um, the, the dad's child is held hostage yeah. by a robot, and he just leaves. <laughs> right. Yeah, because he comes out with the kid. He's like, where's his dad? He's like, oh, he, he took off. He's like, really? <laughs> yeah, and I don't think the cops would let that happen anyway. Oh, no, he's not getting If there are dead family members, you know who's getting uh, chained up by the cops immediately? Whatever family members are still alive. Correct. But anyway, that guy, just he's just gone. He just took off. Yeah. Uh, like, but okay. then, then, yeah, then they, I guess they track him down. Yeah, whatever through technology yeah. and stuff. He's in some rat rat hole motel. Mm-hmm. They catch up to him. But I, I just I have to talk about the robot with the gun. Okay. Because <laughs> it is just the dumbest looking thing and it's terrific. It's, it's like a big Roomba with an arm that has <laughs> a fucking arm. gun. <laughs> just it's like a battle bot that just has a fucking gun. I, I sw- aim and pull a trigger. I swear there was like there was a battle bot that looked exactly like this when that had like a guillotine on the yeah. front and I'm it's just sure like but was. replace the you know that with a hand that can hold a, a handgun instead and it's just kind of silly. Yep, but yeah. it, it's fantastic. Just a hilarious look. This yeah. you know big chunky metal trash yeah. robot yeah. thing but, holding a fucking gun. Yeah, but but they take the robot back to uh, to the precinct for a robot autopsy mm-hmm. a robotopsy and <laughs> it's a botopsy i think it's botopsy yeah. there but yeah but the so uh the other guy who's been working with them cuz it's kind of like a, a robot squad is like a three man team cuz this is Stan Shaw uh who's uh, was in Truck Turner uh, and TNT Jackson i'll note but uh he's a uh, Marvin who's just kind of like i don't think he ever leaves the lab i mean he's he wearing like a full cop uniform but you I don't have think to put he, a uniform on it. Yeah, but I don't think he ever leaves the lab. But he's taking it apart, and he's like, oh, this chip is, uh, it's been a modified chip. It's, yeah, it's a Texas Instruments, but it's got a streak of red on it. Yeah, yeah. And and he's determined that something's up with this. But yeah, then yeah, he's like, yeah, there's something about this chip. It's it's very complex. It's not mm-hmm. standard or whatever. But then, yeah, it's got a self-destruct mechanism on it. Yep. That just, first, it goes up and just, you know, like a nice warning smoke. But then it doesn't really blow up, blow up, but it, it, it sparks a lot. Whenever anything them- sparks... People are going to dive to the floor yeah. in this movie. It lets the magic smoke out, and then it like there's like four fire fountains. Yeah, there's like sparklers. The yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's four sparklers, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So it's destroyed the chip and their evidence. Yeah, from this... here, so this is where they're like, we got to track down the dad. Yeah, I think they I think they were like, they got enough of like the manufacturer of the chip 
or something or no, they figured out where he worked and they went to his office. That's what it was. And they, they're just like in the records room trying to look up information about the dad who's disappeared and his family's dead. And then they get like a whoop, whoop, run away in the building. And, uh, like a robot is trapped Kirstie Alley up in the executive floor. Uh, at just like, it's like a sentry bot that's just like holding her there and zapping her if she tries to leave. Um, and it does some uh, Emperor Palpatine lightning at her yeah. when she gets when she tries to move. Yeah. So Gene Simmons is like, hey, I, it's it's this is this is a little, I don't know what they do with Kirstie out of this movie is a little weird because, I mean, it's like they brought her in just to, like, show the shot with her in the bra and the trailer. And then it's just like Tom Selleck can't help but be like, like, even in front of his, like, nice looking partner and everything who's, like, clearly expressed interest in him. And it's just like, damn, she's hot. Ah! <laughs> and it's just like, OK, Tom Selleck, like, easy. Like, I. There's something I appreciate about Tom Selleck being the guy who's like the good looking dude who cannot read women at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's something I really appreciate about that. The one time that. in his career he's yeah, playing this guy. Where he's playing the guy who just like is completely oblivious to the chick that's just throwing herself at him. Yeah. Like I, does not get it at all. Like I all. said, he, he just he has decided that she is the hottest thing he's ever seen from like a shitty CRT TV mm-hmm. from 1984 um, yeah. from footage of like her getting zapped by the robot. So he's like Oh yeah, we don't we don't need her gear. It's just set for a low level stud. I'm gonna go save her, and mm-hmm. then apparently because of its whatever haywireness, it was actually zapping him pretty well. So he gets yeah. thrown around the desks a couple times. Yeah. And and this is Tom Selleck doing yeah. the jumps over oh, yeah. these desks and rolling into into desk yeah. chairs. So yeah. he knocks a few monitors over that get zapped, so he can sneak around. Eventually, throws his jacket on top of it, and then just goes fucking ham on this thing. <laughs> With a yeah. folding chair. Oh yeah, I, I don't even know if it's a no, the it's, chair. It, it's like the side chair for a desk, you know, like okay. not, not the nice one you sit in, but like your guest chair. It's yeah. like it's one of those. I mean, he beats the fuck out of this robot, yeah. and then the guy, and then the, the security guard there is like, dude, you, you could have just, just turned it, it yeah, off. You could have just shut it down. He's like, uh, he's like, <laughs> I had to make a make a judgment <laughs> yeah, call, executive decision. You know, I yeah. had to show off a lady here, but yeah, but I, I mean, it's just the way he commits to just bashing the shit out of this thing with this chair it's 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 wonderful because he's like both hands holding this chair back behind his head oh yeah he's down on fucking slanging it Mm -hmm. and then like what's even stranger is about about his reaction to kirstie alley and and everything is that they don't they don't let that linger like that never lingers at all like he's just she's immediately like oh thanks for saving me anyway gotta go and he's like what's what's the hurry where are you going Mm -hmm. and just kind of i guess sort of grabs out at her and Terrors well, they've already been suspicious yeah. because she's in there, like she's in there after hours right. for no particular reason, and she's very much does not want to be around cops at all. Right. Yeah. As soon as she's free, she's like, "Gotta go now." And he's yeah. like, "Hey, hold on a second. I want to ask you a couple questions." And I don't know. Somewhere in the like, "Hey, don't go." He grabs at something and he grabs her purse. Yeah. Which all the, dumps more chips. Yeah. All out. the illegal chips dump out. D- yeah. Dump out. Yeah. Because we have a we skipped one scene where we actually get to kind of meet Gene Simmons' character. Oh. Okay. Because he has, he was at the, uh, he was at the murder scene in the background looking like evil Jim, Gene Simmons. So Gene Simmons. Yeah. Yes. But, but he's just doing that whole stare thing that you're like, there's something off about this guy. So Gene Simmons. Yeah. 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 Okay. And, but <laughs> after that, he's meeting with another scientist uh-huh. who's just like, all right, man, we got you this, we got you the, the chips. I, I just want to get paid. And he's like, oh, well then. Yeah. Your money's we, right over there in this briefcase. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you just take this? briefcase of money i have no idea where he goes oh he just fucking disappears yeah. like a you know like, like a, a super vampire. villain yeah. or a vampire yeah. Yeah. yeah like a gene simmons yeah i will note the guy does not have the templates because he's like i'm not giving you the templates yet i don't want you to kill me i just want my money 
Yeah, he hasn't even. Get, he's got more chips that he owes him, and like the I guess the templates mm-hmm. that, that he create more, and yeah. he's holding those yeah. back. Until and he gets and they make it clear that this guy knows the family that was killed because he's like, oh, Johnson, a terrible thing that happened to his family. And Gene Simmons is like, yes, it was very bad, yes, wasn't it? Truly awful how that could happen to him. You know, with this product that you know exactly what it does, and if I were to put it in a robot, it would do exactly that. I'm surprised you, as a scientist, can't put this together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. May I interest you in a trip on a ship called Prometheus? <laughs> yes. You meet the intelligence requirements for Prometheus. Yeah. Would you like to poke at a weird space life with no no hazard protection on? Would you like to eat a mammoth meeple? <laughs> yeah. Would you like to remove your helmet without This is the kind of scientist atmosphere? I want to be. <laughs> the super Dave of scientists. <laughs> you know, Prometheus does work a lot better if you just think they're all super Dave. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to see, see what happens here when I touch this uh, alien life form. <laughs> oh, God, my arm. Uh, kids, you're going to have to look up Super Dave Osborne. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's a legend. Yes. R.I.P. Yeah. But, but so, yes, uh, the guy opened, like, Gene Simmons vanishes. The guy's like, uh, what? And then he opens a briefcase, and, of course, it's it's the old newspaper shredding, you know, newspaper cuttings. Yeah, like 100, replacing, on, 100, 100 on the top. top yeah. The rest. I, I always wonder who makes these. Like, who takes the time to cut this paper this way? I just like and then you, stack it that way. I like that you're willing to fuck with somebody that you're willing to buy a briefcase and waste a thousand dollars on leaving it behind because you have at least got ten stacks of sure, real yeah. hundreds there. Yeah. And so, like, that's just like, I fuck you, buddy. This is worth a thousand and fifty dollars, whatever that briefcase. Yeah, costs. and then of course there's one of as we're, we're introduced to one of the star- spider robots at this point mm-hmm. that comes up and just murks him. Put sticks a needle in his chin, basically, and kills yes. him. Yeah. It does whatever a spider robot can. <laughs> uh, these spider robots are awesome. These I, spider robots are my favorite character in the movie. Yeah. Hmm. You're not wrong. Okay. But I, they're goofy, right? Sure. They're weird. They're clickety clackety. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. They're really charming. I, they also, have personality. I also appreciate the 80s-ness of the fact that if he had just paid them, the cops would never have found out about any of this. Oh sure, yeah. You know, it's like no, I I can't I can't just pay them and be done. I have to be evil and cheap. Or if he had just shot them in the back of the head with a regular gun mm-hmm. and left, would have been fine. Yep, he could have gotten away with it. But yep. no, yeah. So anyway, that that guy got killed. We so now we know that Gene Simmons has this stuff. We know that it. They put them in them, they're killer things, and that there's some template that he wants. And that's, and then this is how, when Kirstie Alley has the chips, we know, okay, she's involved with Luther, and mm-hmm. aka Gene Simmons. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, is like, if it wasn't clear enough by the stripe on the chip, I mean, this whole thing is a red herring, because, I mean, it literally doesn't mean anything to anybody except that it's important to Gene Simmons, mm-hmm. and, and catching Gene Simmons is important to Tom Selleck. Like, yeah. we never see any deals with like he's going to sell it to these people the only time he see we see him use it is in defense of his own ass like you know either to, to kill the people that developed it for him or i guess in a smart bullet technology we never see he doesn't have some sort of master plan that we know of he, no, he know? does say that he's going to sell it to whoever wants to buy it but right it's that's which also yeah. another red flag this other guy should have seen is when he's just like oh yes it'll make me very rich and he's like well well th- th- this could be terrible in the wrong hands he's like i know that's great, isn't it? <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah. I'll sell it to whoever will pay me for it. So it's a smart bullet. Mm-hmm. And it's demonstrated because uh, from here, from af- after Kirstie Alley, wait, no, it's not even then. 
it's somehow they go to track down the second guy. Yeah, I mean, before I think, they get to Kirstie Alley. Yeah, I was going to say the second guy. They track him down to an apartment complex. I mm-hmm. don't even know the, how you're they talking about get the dad, there. right? The, the, yeah, yeah, the dad the, who ran away. Right. Yeah, he's just in a shitty motel, and they're like, they've found him via whatever biometrics. <laughs> they go to confront him. He shoots at the door, doesn't get anybody, but they're like, we're here to rescue and rescue you. And he's like, you can't take me outside, and starts to flip out again and yeah. start running away because I think he catches a glimpse of Gene Simmons like as soon as they walk out of the yes. hotel. Isn't he like at the hot dog vendor or something? Yes. Yeah. Yes. He yeah. And then he's, just, he's like, oh, fuck, it's him. I gotta go. And, you know, Gene Simmons just pulled. This is where we first see his magic robot gun. Not yeah. that kind. The other yeah. one. Yeah. yeah not it, not, this not, is not also... the gun, the normal gun that the robot was holding. This is a some sort of weird smart gun that fires smart bullets or mm-hmm. it's like yeah. a, a metal rod that's being propelled. Through yeah, the it, it's it's the gun that it's it's a tiny missile. For, yeah, yeah, but the gun for some reason they have Tom Selleck wielding it on the poster, even yeah. though it is Gene Simmons' gun throughout the movie. Sure, it's. I mean, not maybe he got the best to keep it at the end. Yeah, so. But it's also like whenever whenever Gene Simmons fires it, it doesn't look good. At all. Not really. I really like, I mean, I like the Evil Dead cam stuff they do with the bullet chasing around corners and going after people. I yeah. like that part. They did do some cool things that were, I don't know if they're underplayed to the right effect or just like, why would you bother if it's going to be that quick? Because like, they do some clever shots of like, they run one of those cams through like a metal pipe that's on like yeah. the back of a truck or something. And they it's like, do. there wasn't really a reason to do that other than like, that's a cool looking shot, but it happens so fast. It's like, I bet that was difficult to do given the mm-hmm. constraints of what you were filming with at yeah, the time sure. yeah. So. yeah but uh eventually it, like tom Selleck sees the bullet because mm-hmm. apparently it does not travel as fast as a bullet because sure. they're no, like it's running around that, it's yeah. chasing them yeah you it's know? not going that fast yeah so he, he even has time to look back at it at one point dodges it and it hits a wall next to him and then the next one is when she stops the guy she she blocks the alley is able to stop him and yeah. then sees the bullet come at her take a u-turn and then hit that dude in the back and kill him. Yeah. I mean, he was trying to like climb up a fire escape, so it was mm-hmm. more dramatic when he, he gets hit. But yeah, yeah, he's he's dead now. But now they have... Oh, shit. Where does she get hit in their arm? It's not in this scene. No, it's the next scene. Oh, that's it's, right. It's yeah. Because because they both... Now they know who Luther is. Right. Because she's able to identify him, and they there's a pretty cool little iPad thing they have, yeah. which is, is they're like putting together different eyes and faces. Like It's almost... Yeah, it's a character creator from a video yeah. game that makes a perfect Gene Simmons at the end. So that's pretty cool. But from here, the whole Kirstie Alley thing happens. And then Kirstie Alley gives them the information to, to where Luther is brokering a deal with someone. Okay, right. For yeah. the bullets. That's right. And so they go there to bust him, and he immedia- he uses a drone in the ceiling to drop down, fill the room with smoke. Yeah, the gas smoke something. Yeah, yeah. Which, which somehow affects Tom Selleck, because he's like crying by the end of it. So I'm wondering if like Tom Selleck, the person, is allergic to whatever was in that or something. Because Gene Simmons and the other girl in the room are clearly unaffected by this. Mm-hmm. But like they literally have Tom Selleck like eyes red. He's crying. Maybe at he's one just point. that good of an actor, man. I think you're. I think we're really underselling Tom Selleck's <laughs> craft here. <laughs> I don't think that's it. Oh. Okay. I really think like he had like some allergic reaction to this or something, and Maybe I'm, I'm sure like the 55 pages of IMDb trivia written by Michael Crichton would tell us this information, but yeah. I don't know. But anyway, Gene Simmons is able to shoot the partner in the arm with one of the bullets. It seems like she dies. I mean, like because he oh he, she gets hit, and yeah. drops. He clear he clearly shoots the other two cops that went in with them. 
and yeah, she and gets then hit. he kills the two guys yeah. that were purchased. I was like, oh, him. that's a weird way for the partner to go out because I mean, yeah. it really looks like she goes down, but then yeah, back, she gets... she's just on the gurney, like, oh, he got me in the arm. Yeah, but but, but he also shoots the bullet down the hall, like it chases a couple cops around the corner when they try to shoot at him, mm-hmm. and he gets away. But he comes back, and like I said, she's she's not dead. She's just laying in a gurney. It's like, oh, it just hit me in the arm, but because it's not a normal bullet, it's an un- unexploded uh, un- round. Yeah, yeah exploded round. Basically, he's like, we've got to take this out now and it's it's treated like a you know a bomb scenario like everyone has to leave the room and yeah it's it's a weird change of pace and because this is also like starts a sequence of like everybody just yelling a lot Mm because the chief shows up and he's like what the fuck did you do this doesn't involve robots what the hell are you doing here you know and he's like oh no it does actually because this is the guy who did this and he's like i don't give a shit there's two cops dead there there's a weird almost lack of swearing in this movie almost like demolition man style i mean i'm just saying i know you're you're exaggerating for effect but like there is a point where he's basically like all right because they try to bring in a some sort of bomb disposal slash surgical robot in and he's like don't trust that thing. It's a piece of shit. I'll do it myself. But he's trying to clear the room. And this is like one of the first times that there's been any yeah. sort of swear in the movie. He's like, I need the fucking room cleared. Everybody He's like, I'm tired of this shit. And, you know, and the yeah. TV crew's there. And he's like, Jack, you're on TV or Ramsey or whatever his name is. Like, you're like on I TV. don't give yeah. a shit. Yeah, he's like, I don't give a shit. Like, clear the room. And, yeah. and, and well, and also there was just nudity in the scene before yeah. because they're completely gratuitous. One of the women there is like getting out of the shower and asking for something and just topless nudity and it's like wait you know because this movie they've they've gone out of the way to really not have gore or anything like when they when they show him the bodies of the stab people mm-hmm. it's a it's a pov shot from the body right like you know you see them lifting up the sheet and looking at the body i, I don't know i mean this was that weird time period where the pg-13 rating was coming in i mean temple yeah. doom was the same year they may have been like shoot it where it can it could be released either way you know because maybe maybe. They, maybe they were like it yeah. might make more money i don't know it that yeah, 84 is like, that is that was like December of 84 yeah it came out is that weird time period where PG-13 had just gotten introduced and I think people are like it might make more money or you know mm-hmm. I'm sure studio people are like survey says uh, 42 more percent more movie yeah. going audience yeah yeah but either way like I I'm pretty sure that's very much the only nudity and I'm pretty sure that's the only swearing in the yeah. movie is the, this one scene there's a silly scene later where he talks with his son that his son chastises him about cursing because it was on television yeah and they almost seem to break character that they're laughing about it like he and the he and the kid actor. yeah I mean it's like I said I don't know I mean I'm, I'm almost wondering if there's some I'm sure maybe in the you know the litany of IMDb trivia. It's, it's in there. I don't know, but it just seems like maybe they were trying to ride that edge early on. But anyway, what he has to do is pull the bullet out. And this is another one of those uh, tech limitation scenes that I think really works, where you see on a screen basically what it creates to an x-ray of her arm with the bullet in it. Mm-hmm. And they keep cutting to that as they have him pulling the bullet out. It's an effective thing, especially because he does the, he gets all, you know, he's, I don't, I never understood this. It's like, you see this at every sing, single scene. It's like, instead of like going from the bottom where the bullet is, could just come out of her arm the other side yeah. where it's pointed already. It's like, he has to go in from the beginning of the wound and dig all the way through and pull it out. But he's yeah. like, he's got it on the clamps or whatever. And like, is pulling it out and loses grip and it like slaps back yeah, into place. It, and it, she's like, like ah! it springs back in almost. Yeah. I'm just saying it's, it's an effective thing without having an actual show gorge. You reacts but yeah by the end of this it's like it becomes less of like a bite your belt and we're gonna take the gun bullet out and it starts feeling like a birth scene because yeah. she is like <gasps> i mean it goes just yeah. goes on so and long he's like i can see it, it. Yeah. i can see it it's almost there yeah and, and it's like is this an intentional thing yeah. like is that what know. they're going for yeah it's it, it turns yeah. a little weird it's, it's like it starts as an effective scene and it's like is this i don't know yeah yeah weird but either way he saves her yeah 
Gets it the bullet it does out, not blow yeah, her arm off. Gets the bullet out, throws it across the room, blows up the minibar or whatever, and everyone's fine. And and this is when he invites her for dinner. She's like, uh, okay. I, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm still, I got a bandage on my arm. I'm yeah. still well, she's gone to the hospital and he's waited for, for however long the fucking, yeah. fucking hospital has made her wait. Yeah. And that is sitting there. And, and he's like, well, I mean, dinner at my place. Yeah. And, she, and she immediately is like, Right. Oh really? Yeah. Who wants okay. a mustache ride? I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. Let's 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 do this. And he's like, yeah. oh yeah, it's very good to, and and like not even like doing a, a, an overcorrection thing where it's like, oh no no, this is professional. Like he's like, yeah, it's good to get to know your partner and you know if we're gonna have a working relationship and all that stuff. And then you just her face just sinks. Mm-hmm. And then he's like. I don't understand what what her reaction was. Yeah, this is, and then he goes home and has the weird scene with Sudbury, yeah. his break character. Oh, they they eventually go back to Kirstie Alley. I, I mean, they have some weird little mini dramas or whatever. Well, yeah, they they next day they go they go into the uh, precinct and Luther calls them mm-hmm. and he's like, "I see you doing this." Like he, he's basically doing the whole "I can see you, I see exactly what you're doing," and describing all the things that they're trying to do during this scene. Yeah, and I like that. Like it's kind of just like shitty past tech being future that like you know you think about it now and it's like if we had this technology the police floor would have probably have like 16 cameras on it mm-hmm. but in this world it's just like they have one cctv tv that's yep. just hanging on the wall and they, and just, they just throw a hat throw a hat on it and he's like well that wasn't very nice <laughs> like now i can't mm-hmm. see but he basically tells him you got to bring me Kirstie alley he doesn't tell them when or where he just says get her to me and then hangs up <laughs> yeah and they so, basically just use her as bait i mean yeah. they yeah yeah but he goes downstairs and he's like all right Kirstie alley what what's the deal? Why does Luther want you so bad? And she's like, I don't know. I don't get it. And, and it's just, Kirstie Alley is very antagonistic throughout this. Like a, a, every scene with Tom Selleck is antagonistic, really. And she's also like, you don't know what you're doing. You don't understand Luther. She, she's, I mean, it's a, it's a cliched and shitty character that I'm glad we got away from, but it's, it's the mall, the M-O-L-L. I yeah. mean, it's the, I will follow the bad guy, though I know at some point, I mean nothing to him, and he's going to kill me. I'm still going to follow him until the end. It's just, it's a trope, and it's stupid, and I'm glad we got away from it. Yeah, so so they take her. They, they're like, all right, well, we're going to use you as bait. And this is the scene you're talking about where basically she has to, ends up taking her clothes off, but they don't show nudity. There's a bug in her lapel on her blouse, so she has to hand over her blouse, and then she's just got a bra on. And then the scanner says, oh, there's a bug in the bra. So she has to take the bra off. So she turns her back to the camera and takes the bra off. And then it's like, oh, there's one in your waist and yeah. all that sort of shit. She's loaded with bugs. Yep. Kirstie Alley has bugs. Well, I mean, now, yeah, probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. Too Is soon. That uh, all right. Too soon. But so this leads them to doing a uh, a chase scene on the highway because this is where they take the two Johnny cabs. Which are cop Johnny cabs. One's a regular car. The, the, oh, that's yeah, right. Partner's yeah, driving a yeah, regular car. Yeah, yeah. The, the partner is driving yeah. that. And the other two are in the backseat of the Johnny cab. And uh, the guys who are following them start releasing, I guess they're drones, but they're kind of not. They, I think they're supposed to intended that they have wheels. I mean, I think they're driving on the ground. They're and... little lock-on RC bombs. Yeah. Yeah. They're RCXDs that have yeah, a homing but, but it's pretty cool. They have like a, a an opening in the floor and they're just dropping them down and they're all yeah. taking off. Mm-hmm. And they've, these guys have like an unlimited supply of these things. And she's got a laser on top of her car that's been shooting them one at a time. Right. But eventually, but and I guess they have these uh, heads up displays that are on their back and front windshields that show, okay, here's where the targets are in relation to, you know, it's like a whole mm-hmm. thing. Yeah they, yeah, they got a whole HUD system of like, you know, yeah. 
Yeah. But they show like, you know, at the end, there's like six or seven of them coming after them. And that's when Tom Selleck's like, we got to bail. We got to go in the other car. And there's a stuntman who does the whole back doors are open and goes from one car to the other mm-hmm. while it's moving. It's a good one. Mega split. The guy has to do. Yeah, yeah, that guy does a split. And that's when I'm like, oh, man, you're committed now, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> there's no going back on this one. And I know they have harnesses and all that stuff. But, man, it's still you always would, is just like. Yeah, you think there's a yank rope on one side or the other to get him into either one of the cars oh, for yeah. sure yeah. yeah but man it it oh it like that that's one of those stunts that's always like oh god oh no yeah no yeah thank a, you. A, anything like outside of a car at high speed always has a way of freaking me out i, I think especially in those days where you know there's no cg covering anything i think it's the two car thing like i i think i could do the like run on top of a train or you know yeah. or like tj hooker on the front of a car it's mm-hmm. the idea of like two independent people or vehicles staying perfectly in line you know I, those are the things i don't trust like you know and me being the bridge between them you know it's like i, right. I would not want to leap from one vehicle to, to another or anything like that so. yeah. credit to those stunt drivers yeah. though they make it happen i don't know how yeah i say that but like i then i would also probably totally want to do the the crazy pole thing from Mad Max and just yeah. land in the other car. Like yeah. that seems awesome. Cause you're just, that does feel pendulum like swinging. Fucking yeah. cool. I would want yeah. to do that, but, but there, he, he gets into the car and then has Kirstie Alley jump from one car to the other. Yep. But she makes sure to bring her purse with her, which immediately they start tracking the purse. Yeah. Well, they blow up the one car, the the Johnny Cab police yeah. car, but then they start tracking. Oh no, now there's six coming at us. And mm-hmm. he's like, give me the purse or, or she's, fishing out the basically the template thing that's in their purse and has them throw the rest of the purse out which mm-hmm. they all attack that and blow up and aha now we have the templates i don't even think we really see how they get to i think it's just like we just, they jump just to, show up at a restaurant yeah they're like at like this outdoor robo sushi vendor but there's like a real restaurant next door they order some robo sushi but then they get a call over his headset from gene simmons who's mm-hmm. took the headset from his partner who is being held hostage in this restaurant it all this happens off screen we just get a yeah. call and gene sim is like i have your partner bring me the templates so yeah they have to like, so, it, it's, it's a long scene like they have to like talk to the major d and then like a, a, a like a waiter comes over and it's like no we need a minute it's just like guys you could skip all this like yeah. i don't know you don't maybe you don't people, need this maybe, isn't building tension maybe those were like cousins that need sad cards or something yeah. you know other Crichtons, I don't know. But but it it eventually works out where, okay, trading woman for woman and Kirstie Alley tears. Basically, the the, the templates are kind of like a fold-out set of wallet pictures. Yeah. And nice. she tears the thing in half it, it, she, like so that the templates are split. There's like, you know, she's got four of them and, the, and mm-hmm. leaves the four with Tom Selleck and just says, hey, this is insurance yeah. for me and goes over there. And, and they switch off. But as they're switching off, five waiters come out and they bring like a cart with like all the desserts on it. The There's birthday like cake. They come all out these things in the way <laughs> between where the, they're supposed to, you know, do the exchange. And Kirstie Alley gets over there and does the mall thing of, OK, I'm going to kiss Gene Simmons. Mm-hmm. And he rewards her by stabbing her in the back of the, in the base of the skull. And then realizing he only has half the yeah. things. Uh, and yeah. getting pissed. But then that's when Tom Selleck has pulled out his gun and then. This is Gene Simmons gets away. Right. Again. Yeah. He he's, he hops through like a fountain or something and gets away. Well, he, he knifed her in the back of the head, threw her in a fountain, then he dumped, jumped in the same fountain, which was sort of like an infinity edge pool down mm-hmm. to a lower level where it was dumping and then got yeah. away. And then does he call again? And this is like. No. Uh, oh, what happens is, is they put a bug in the. Right. That's right. The one that he took. And so they're like, oh, we tracked him down. He's at this place. Yeah. And so they have like Every cop. 45 cops. It's actually, it's at the it's at the hospital. So they have like 45 cops waiting to storm the, the bathroom he's in until Tom Selleck shows up and then just like takes a shotgun, kicks each door of the stall open. And of course he's not there. 
Yep. And they do the bug tracker and they find it and it's just stuck in a uh, toilet paper roll. And that's when he says the line that BJ used at the beginning where he's yep. just yep. like, congrats, you know, you guys staked out a roll of toilet paper. But then he calls in the uh, forensics lady with her, you know, robo anteater vacuum to figure out what's yeah. been going on here. And, uh, you know, they get spider botted for their troubles for hanging around and doing their job. Just because Gene yeah. Simmons was like, I'm going to murder somebody that's going to come in here, I guess. I'm sure he was hoping to murder uh, Tom Selleck. Possibly. Uh, but yeah, th- I, f- I forgot how they end up hooking back up because Gene well, Simmons also has yeah. a cop uniform and goes yes. into the police station. I also don't really understand how he would have gotten a copy of Tom Selleck's eye. I don't. That's a very good question. But somehow he has, he has a 3D model of Tom Selleck's eye. Not, you know, not like an actual eye, but just somehow he's made one that mm-hmm. will fold the retina scanner and gets him into his computer and he finds out all about him and that he's got a kid. And then he's like, well, I'm going to get that kid. Mm-hmm. I think he's just proving that he's a resourceful guy here. I'm just saying there's, there's never a point he's where a it's go-getter. like, it would have been nice if like there was something where it was like, aha, I, you scanned and I actually stole your eye or I don't know. Just that little scene yeah. of like, yeah, I fooled you. But, but no, but yeah, so he knows where his kid is. They basically come in and his computer still logged in with a stuck on a page about his son. And he's mm-hmm. like, Daddy, or whatever his name is, and like, gotta go yeah. home. Yeah, Every and they go home, Daddy. and Lois, the, his uh, crummy robot, is I'm just... I'm sorry, this is almost, like, border gun up. funny, because it's, like, yeah. it's, like, doing the, like, Ash thing. Like, they found him, like, and it's just, like, I'm leaking here, buddy. Yeah, I'm not gonna make it. Daisy, Daisy. Yeah, she gets out that, yes, the mean man took Tommy, or whatever the fuck the kid's name is. Yeah, and then... Just as she's, or she goes to like to run a diagnostic, and I don't know if, again, it, it's almost assumed that like when she starts to run this diagnostic, it's like sends the trace to Gene Simmons because the second that initiates, or his phone rings, and he's like, it's it's a weird bit of movie making because they let you do the we'll hear the other end until the last line of the conversation, and they they put it yeah. in the dark. Yeah, because he's like, I've got your son. Yeah. I just want my templates. Yeah, meet what's me trade? Here. Meet me at, and then the meet me at cuts off. Right, and he, we just hear that. Okay, I'll see you then. Mm-hmm. And then partner's like, Where are you going? He's like, I can't tell you. You can't follow me. You know, don't call anyone if you find. Yeah. You know, if, if I don't go alone, he's going to kill my son, and I'm not going to risk that. So and she and, and he smartly like she's like, just tell me, and he's like, No, no, and he leaves. And that's when she fucks with the robot, and the robot has recorded the conversation right. and plays it back before bursting yeah. into sparklers. <laughs> yeah, but it's the construction site from earlier. Mm-hmm. Or at least, it, it, I don't know if it's supposed to be, but, you know, it is. As it's far more as, economical. As to, far as the set goes, it is the same place. Yes, yeah. yeah, just with the lights off now. Right. And, of course, because, you know, you had it had to be somewhere like that, because why else will, would you set up the vertigo angle of your main character if mm-hmm. not to put him in that scenario, much like the movie Vertigo? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I th- th- there's even a there's even a shot that is like all right yeah yep. that's from Vertigo yeah yep. I know I know I was just pu- make for I know. for comedic purposes I was pausing <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah I, so yeah Gene Simmons is way up on top with his mm-hmm. kid but uh, I I love when he gets on the elevator this is the other touch that I love is there is a uh, human speed mm-hmm. on the elevator yeah it's basically it's a whole up, ass button yeah, dedicated yeah, to slow it's basically down. up down stop and human speed are your buttons <laughs> yeah <laughs> I love that oh but also he's left uh like five or six spider bots on the ground and he's like don't worry about it they're programmed not to harm you and he has to walk past the spider bots mm-hmm. and get yeah. on the elevator but yeah so it's then, up you know seems to be coping with his fear somewhat except that he keeps looking down way too much um mm-hmm. it takes him a long time to get to the top of this building on the elevator mm-hmm. and i do like that by the end he's like leaning his head against it he's like oh man he, he's it's like he's almost he's drunk you know like when you when you're getting the spins when you're drunk you're just like i just need to stop for a minute i just need to not do anything right now 
And that's kind of the, the, the pose and the look he has on his face as he's just leaning against his grate with his eyes closed. I will give this movie credit. If you watch the background, all of the floors are accurate as he's going up. Everything is going up. It is not badly cut. All the floors are as you, would, as yeah, as you should be, unlike Star Trek V, where he goes past the same four like five times. Yeah, and also yeah. out of order numbers and shit. But yeah, yeah, just little things like that. If you're going to put big numbers on an elevator seat or something like that, either don't put the fucking numbers or edit it right. It's simple, yeah. people. Yeah, but uh, he gets to the top and yeah, there's little Billy or Tommy or whatever the fuck his name is. And and he's like, all right, when he gets down, you'll get your stuff. Yeah. He's just like, sure, cool, whatever. And lets yeah. him go and makes him get in the elevator, push down. Doesn't tell him to push human speed, which I think was a problem. But and then like, human like, speed was already yeah. engaged. And, Possibly. He, and he's like, once he's okay, you'll get the templates. And he's like, like well, oh, about that, about that. Uh, those those spiders are programmed to kill whoever comes off that elevator first. Sorry. And he's like, you son of a bitch, Gene Simmons. And then the rest of the scene is him yelling down the thing going, stop the elevator, Tommy. And John, little Johnny going, no, I can't. Now the, the buttons work. But luckily the partner disobeyed his orders and listened to the recording because she shows up and, I don't know, is basically just a lot, able to sort of yell him off the elevator to around the spiders. They don't, the spiders don't seem particularly aggressive at this point. Not like they, you know, they they become murder machines, like, you know, relentless Terminators at a point. But like, yeah. here they're just like, oh, you climbed up there? Oh, shit. If, if well, only I was a spider bot. Well, he never gets off of it. They just climb uh, up, up to the floor above it, uh, I guess. Okay. Kind of. Yeah. So she but saved yeah. little Jimmy. Yeah, just and... it's, it's basically just like, all right, he's safe now. Don't worry about that. Let's deal with these guys up here because mm-hmm. Gene Simmons is now firing the smart bullets at him and he's ducking behind construction equipment and stuff. And then... Eventually, he dives onto the elevator and just slams the up button. Mm-hmm. And it goes up at... Actually, I think he did hit the down elevator. I think Gene Simmons has been fucking with the elevator because okay. I think he did actually accurately hit the down elevator, but the thing just... Yeah, went, because the partner had sent it back up yeah. somehow. But yeah, whatever it does, it goes all the way to the top of the building. And gets a like a kind of scary, like, I've hit the end of my track thing that's actually above mm-hmm. the building. I mean, it's like hovering up above the building by itself. So. But yeah, he's just like, oh, well, I'm way up here and this is scary. And has the vertigo shot, like, look directly mm-hmm. down for some reason. And then it's like, you hear that... Here come the spider bots. They're actually on the elevator and yeah. they're coming up from the floorboards to murder him. He, he had actually just discovered something. Uh, he discovered like a reset button, but hadn't actually hit it before the spider bots. Well, the reset button is smartly placed on the underside of the elevator. And there is a hatch, but he doesn't try to go through the hatch. He doesn't try to do any of that. Because I, I think when he's looking at the hatch, that's when the robot uh. spiders show up. And yeah, he ends up basically knocking them all off of the thing. Mm-hmm. And they blow up as soon as they are free falling for some reason. Right. But yeah, I mean, it's he, much like a, when a car flips on its on its end, yeah. it will immediately blow up. Spider bots when they hit the air, yeah. When they yeah. hit terminal velocity, yeah. they terminate. <laughs> uh, he ends up crawling around the outside of it and then underneath, which is like for someone with vertigo, like no, that's just not happening. Yeah, you know. But anyway, he's able to hit the button, cl- climb himself back in as the uh, elevator is going back down. And of course, it stops at Gene Simmons's floor. And Gene just has the best <laughs> smile on his face as he stands there. It's like, oh, what luck. Yeah. He is just so pleased as punch that the elevator has come back to him and it's got a Tom Selleck on it with more uh, more soot all over his face and some cuts. Because yeah. he's been bat- battling robots. Oh, yeah. yeah. He also got acid to the face. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, it, right. Gene Simmons established that it was not just like poison or whatever. It was acid coming out of their little stingers. And yeah. he didn't get injected with them, which I guess is what they're intended to do, is inject the acid in your face. But yeah. he yeah. just got sprayed. Yeah, he got sprayed. Uh, yeah, and he's he's basically like, all right, this is a lot easier. I get to shoot you. 
And that's when uh, Tom Selleck slams the button and it's going down at robot speed. And Demon Simmons is like, oh, oh. And it's funny because like he's got these uh, boots on kind of like a high heeled something. And it looks like Tom Selleck's just like trying to push him by the ankles yeah. <laughs> to get him off. And uh, eventually they get close to the bottom and he just hits stop. And that's when Gene Simmons gets thrown off yeah. directly into the path of the spiders who say, oh, someone came off the elevator. And so they crawl all over him and uh, inject him all over the place. They give him the business. Mm-hmm. Yep. They acid him up and he... They give him a little kiss. There it is. And he flips out and dies, we think. <laughs> Probably. Pretty much dies. Yeah. Mostly dead. Yep. So then they're like, okay, cool. Everybody good? You good, little Frankie? Okay, partner, we're good, too. All right, let's get out of here. And Tom Selleck has... Yeah, and Tom Selleck (laughs) has to come in. He has to check on Gene Simmons one last time, which we all know where this is going. Yes. Is he's pushing on, like, he's, like, checking his vitals on his neck, and Gene Simmons goes, ah! Like, actually wakes up like (laughs) Dracula-like. It's like, what? (laughs) And dies again. Yeah. Selleck does this kind of interesting thing when that happens. He just holds, like, stone-faced. Yeah. And he just is like, it looks like he's pressing down on his Yeah, neck. it almost looks like he's strangling it. Yeah, it's like, point. oh, no, you're not doing this shit. I'm not letting <laughs> yeah. you up, you fucking son of a bitch. I mean, the thing to me is it just felt like a wrestling no-sell. Like, it's like, yeah. oh, you want to vamp up and kill me? It's like, yeah. I'm no. Just, no, I'm just going to sit here and act like it didn't do anything. But then uh, he kisses the partner. They're like, all right, life is good. And then credits roll. Uh, there's a nose boop. Yeah, he, oh, that's right. He, he, he doesn't. Gets, he knows. He knows boops her several times. Like I think before they go into the actual kiss, it's because uh, no, she oh, she yeah, gets uh, yeah, she gets acidy face yeah, soot yeah. on her, and so he's actually wiping uh, her nose off. Is, but it looks like a boop. It does. I think he had trouble getting it off because he actually like gets in the rim of her nose trying to wipe yeah. that shit off, and it's like no, don't do that. Don't no. Tom Selleck's not a perfect man, but he's definitely a man. He is. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, they kiss uh, a lot. As the credits roll, and it's kind of camera floats around them, kissing. Smooching. Yep. Yep. Then they went home and did some quickly down under. We have to talk about the soundtrack at least a little, or 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 Jens Jens will get angry. Yeah, Jens will stop. There was a soundtrack in this? There was. There was. It was done by computers. No, it wasn't done by computers. It was done by synthesizers. Yes. Coordinated by Jerry Goldsmith. Uh, Composed by Jerry Goldsmith. Sure. I think it was. Can I you think compose was, a synthesizer. I think, yes, can, you can compose. You can make tunes. a composition. Yes, uh, and I believe the synthesizer operator was Joel. Okay, Joel Gasmith. Uh, Harlow said it sounded like a Vangelis soundtrack, and it, I didn't know. I think going, it's mostly because it's I, kind of a like. I, I did, like it. I didn't like. I I didn't notice the music credit going in, and when it started up, I'm just like Vangelis or or Wendy Carlos. That's where my brain goes when I hear synthesizer so yeah yeah well i just because they're only two people Mm -hmm. i like 80s sci-fi movies because they've all got a variation of this yeah and you know what i will enjoy it every time i hear it absolutely just about and this is a good one like it it sounds it sells what it needs to sell it sells what it needs to sell like obviously goldsmith's a good fucking composer right Mm -hmm. yeah um he knows what he's doing with film and you know the intense bits are intense, the soft bits are soft, and it, mm-hmm. it just so happens to be in synthesizer format, which sounds really fucking good for what they're going for with this yeah. movie. The end credit song is a bit weak, though. Whatever mm-hmm. that—that was the one that really Vangelis did it up. Yeah. I mean, because it was like it was like the love theme from Runaway. Yeah, and that's probably also part of why it won the poll because it was a Goldsmith. That poll won overwhelmingly. 
Yeah. It was like 77% at the end, I think. All of those were Yens. Yens created five new <laughs> just, Patreon accounts. You know what? About... As many as he wants to uh, put in there and uh, <laughs> donate at least a dollar, I'm... Yep. We'll take it. You know what? I'm not going to turn Stuff it down. Stuff the ballot box if you dare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, vote early and often. <laughs> we, we don't mind having a poll tax. No. We can admit that. All right. Uh, rating time. I don't know what to rate this. I'm going three jocks. That's I feel fair. like I've given three jocks a lot lately, but like this yeah. is like, it's close to a real movie, but like I said at the start, like its datedness is what makes it not great. But I think a lot of the uh, robot and effects work is pretty good i think a lot of the robot and effects work is really good yeah the cars when the little hud comes up on the cars that looks really good yeah all of the effects look really good yeah and all the drone stuff and the hover stuff like yeah the, the, especially the stuff on the highway i was like i'm not sure how they did this i mean it's it, it's some kind of compositing but they did it really well like like it's with the little remote control cars i don't know i don't yeah. think there are some cars because I, I really don't feel like they were on the ground i'd like they were i felt like they were floating in the, I, in all the scenes i think they were i think i think it was normal cars going really slow like it like neutral slow yeah and then just those things going at like full tilt and you know just that effect of like them going so much faster you know probably yeah look, look that normal. makes sense yeah. it, and it, i think however that, it is it looks really good yeah and those things were shaped that those camera angles you could hide you could hide wheels on those things, I think, pretty yeah. well. Yeah, but they but, look good. Like all of that shit looks looks proper. I didn't, I didn't really catch anything slacking. I, but I guess it's just I, I also love the whole. All right, yes, it's a robot murder mystery, but here's like the banal entry point to it is like he's just kind of a, a traffic cop for robots. Yeah, you know, or, or actually, he's not even that. He's like the uh, the roadside assistance for robots. <laughs> Yes, you know he's the road rangers for yeah for robots. yeah and it, it, but but that's your your entry point that kind of sells everything else that follows it and there's just there's a lot to like uh, Gene Simmons is I I really enjoy his brand of weird you know I think we've seen have we seen well we haven't watched Phantom of the or Kiss Meets Phantom of the Park but otherwise I like I know we've seen this Wanted Dead or Alive and. uh Stargrove and Stargrove never too young to die. Yeah. Like those are the big three, I would think, at this point. Aside from you know, Kiss Meets Phantom of the Park, but or Phantom of the Park, I forget which one's which. Uh, uh, that Phantom always confuses me because I, think, I haven't seen either of I think them. Phantom of Paradise is that the one? Isn't there one of them that has Paul Williams? In it? Yeah, that's. Yeah. I think that's Phantom of the Paradise, <laughs> okay. and then right. Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. I think yeah. is the other one. Yeah, but anyway, like I there's a there's a weirdness to him and a sinisterness to him that I love that he's willing to lean into. Whenever he does these parts, so mm-hmm. yeah, I'd say three jocks. I, I think it's it's definitely worth a watch. It's strange because I feel like this is like a real movie that does real movie things, and it's not as it is dated, but it's not as dated. It's more dated in a in a Blade Runner way, right? And uh, it's obviously not on the caliber of Blade Runner, mm-hmm. but it's dated in a Blade Runner way, which means I I feel like watching this, if you have a concept of what life was like back in nineteen eighty four. You don't have to have been there as long as you understand vaguely what it was. Like, yeah, this doesn't look too out of place. There's a lot of stuff that is hilariously recognizable about this world compared to our 2023 world. So, yeah, I think I, I think I'll have to land at three jocks too because it's not. It doesn't go super crazy in any particularly Bamcasty direction, but it's got just enough. They're really earnest about all of the kind of silly shit mm-hmm. that happens throughout. 
and I'll say this bonus points for not just chucking Gene Simmons off the building. Like I was expecting. Yeah. Fair enough. Having the robots do it. I think works better. Yeah. Was that, was that it? Three? You're yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go um, with three. I think I'm going to land on two and it's not that I don't, I like this less or whatever. Who's this man? I, I just, this, I, like everything I appreciate about this, appreciate about this movie is like on a technical and aesthetic level. I just, just think that the story, if you break it down, like we just did, is kind of weak and and lacking in, in uh, connective tissue to be better. And and really, there's there's some interesting action. There's not really ever really good action. I mean, it's like it's like I appreciate the stunt guy like going between the cars and stuff, but like at a certain point in that scene, you're like, all right, it's just it's those things keep going after him, and and most of them just end in the car going pew pew, you know. And mm-hmm. but it's it's like it's there are good ways that they're making it. It's just like, it's not enough like all oh, dramatic tension to make it a good action scene. Really? There's more tension than action. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that being said, like I, 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 I really, really like all of the future looking, you know, that like, you know, you know, William Gibson style, like, oh, this is how shit's going to look, you know, kind of thing. And cause yeah, I mean, you know, pads, little wireless headsets. I mean, mm-hmm. those drone things, uh, I mean, just, Roombas and other shit to do menial tasks and yeah. put cars together. I mean, they were talking about like the, they went to the construction site and that wasn't a fully robotic construction site, but the four men, four woman, uh, person, four person was basically like saying uh, that there's another place across town that's like totally robotic, you know, like not a human on site. And it's like, I just, I like that idea of like it's a world in transition to becoming the full, you know, like everybody's lazy Wally world where every, you know robots do fucking everything and people just are gigantic and huge and sitting in floating chairs. Yeah. I think I think one thing that like might make this movie seem bad or cheesy is I think there's something. I think what what gets Blade Runner as a pass is going so hard into the aesthetic with the film noir and the rain oh, yeah. stuff because I mean that covers so hide much your crimes, yeah, hide your crimes and sort of thing. And I mean it's sort of like I don't know these people, but I I guarantee they exist because for every opinion you have, there is somebody with a completely divergent one. But I, I, there's probably people that think Moon is a bad movie because it's like clean and feels real and it's not hiding its flaws and things with its technology. It's just it seems so practical. Then, then there's probably people who are like think something like, I don't know, like Ghost of Mars with all of its edgy like, yeah, you know, like, you know, like hiding shit and with, with bad CG looks like good sci fi, you know, and mm-hmm. it's just like I would take a practical set that isn't you know, covered in dust or effects that looks awesome over some fantastical over-designed Michael Bay-like thing, you well, know? I mean, that speaks to one of my biggest criticisms of the Star Wars prequels, mm-hmm. to relitigate that fucking yeah. thing for the millionth time. All of that looks so fresh and so new compared to the sci-fi I like, which yeah. is everything looks like a world that's been lived in. Yeah, and I yeah. think, like I said, this just feels like it's like it's Blade Runner without the rain. It's like, and so you, you're going to see the the cracks and the flaws and everything, mm-hmm. but it's all done really particularly well. I mean, like nothing, yeah. like I said, other than like, I think Lois looks kind of cheesy compared to the other industrial looks of everybody else. Yeah. This it's cyberpunk without the punk yeah, or the dystopia yet. It's like, mm-hmm. right. It's before it becomes dystopic and mm-hmm. corporations take mm-hmm. over. And I like that every, all the robots are sort of like fallout robots. We're like, hello, sir. What would you like me to cook for you today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then they don't understand, like, when you're interacting with another human because they're still so stupid. They're sort of like Siri and Alexa and stuff. It's like, right. sorry if I'm making your things. Yeah, there's one thing I you. really like when the computer is narrating about the robot that's gone wrong at mm-hmm. the uh, with the security guard. He, like, explains, oh, well, yeah, there's a chip in this to give it a vibrato in the voice that makes it sound more realistic. Right. You know, there's just, like, little little touches like that that are, like, 
Yeah. That, you know, it's like, that's not how it works, but it sounds like it's how it works. Yeah, he's got the ad and so it, Sound Blaster 5000 Atmos yeah. pack, and so it yeah. sounds more realistic. Yeah, he says it with conviction, and it, it doesn't really sound like techno babble. I know just enough to be dangerous, and mm-hmm. it's not like... Yeah, well, he mentions it having an 8088 chip, and he's like, oh, those are a little faulty sometimes. You know, like yeah. just little it's, shit It's like not that. like the net. I mean, the net is oh, yeah, rife the, with techno right, babble right. that the makes net's no the king fucking of that. sense. This one, like... It, Yes, he's probably, Crichton probably made shit up, but it sounds right, and probably because Crichton's a writer mm-hmm. and such a prolific one, he knows how to make it sound like it should. Yeah, and I mean, it's it seems ironic us talking about that, like we're, we love fucking hackers, mm-hmm. which is like, hackers doesn't oh, yeah. understand oh, any yeah. of that New. shit and just makes up a bunch of babble, and it was written by somebody who like, hadn't touched a computer. Except like, some wrote of it the movie on, on the really good stuff, and then they yeah. just were like, they brought someone else in to like punch the script up with a bunch of bullshit. It, it's yeah. hackers is so bizarre because it like it loops so close to like real actual real shit, and then it's just like blah blah blah. Yeah, route it through Friendster. Yeah, yeah, but like that's like that's the stuff. <laughs> and, and don't get me wrong, I fucking love that stuff. Yeah. Like, like I love and Johnny Mnemonic where they're just like we don't understand tech, but I think it does this, and that sounds cool, right? Whereas this is like someone who actually understands tech being like. I can make this sound right. Exactly. This one works, but weirdly not enough in a Bamcasty way for me. I yeah. was pretty close to it too, but I I feel like it deserves a little bit more. Yeah, it feels like enough of a real movie to give it a three. Right. For me, at least. Real movies get threes around here. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Sure. Well, I give real movies twos because I like fake movies because that's why I go to the movies. Otherwise, they're Fair documentaries. <laughs> Fine. I do not enjoy cinema verite. I enjoy cinema vera don't. <laughs> you enjoy Cin- cinema, I, cinema vera dumb. I yeah. like cinema very awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would like somebody to go back and watch that scene about the the chip in um the voice chip. Yeah. And l- let me know if you know what they think they're talking about and how close to actually correct it is. Well, it's a tr- we keep relitigating it, but it's like to me, it sounds like how you'd explain how an AI voice picks up and does things now. Yeah. Like, like it feels like you could transplant what he says to AI shit right now, and it would probably still sound correct to us. Mm-hmm. And there's something we said for that, considering this movie's almost 40 years old. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and I've been, like, watching enough videos about old tech, like retro mm-hmm. tech on YouTube, that it, like, my bullshit meter didn't go off. Anyway, I think that's uh, I think that's about it for this movie. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, if you want to tell us about your uh, virtual neural network processing eighty eighty eight Yamaha LM twenty five eighty seven chips, email us uh, bmf at bmfcast That is where we like to receive your correspondence directly. If you would like to use uh, said Yamaha chips and your voice or a fake voice to give us voice. You can call us on the Garfield phone, 9105-JOX-BMF or 9105569263. Leave us a message on the Garfield phone. Do it's it. what the cool kids do. Do it. And if you want to support what we do here each and every week with your monetary donation, which could be monthly, uh, as little as a dollar will get you incredible amounts of content on our Patreon at patreon.com slash bmfcast. Uh, it is an incredible deal, and you should take advantage of it. I know that your tax refund is either coming in soon or has come in, so treat yourself to a dollar's worth of content. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, we have an announcement to make. Programming announcement. Yes. Somewhat. Fuck y'all. No. Oh. Is that uh, for next week? Yes. Okay. However, uh, that's at the $20 level. But also... 
Also, we are going to be posting on Mondays for the foreseeable future. I got a new job, and it takes me too much goddamn time to do my regular job, so uh, I have to move editing to the weekends. So Mm -hmm. you're getting a podcast on Mondays. So don't freak out on Fridays when we're not there. Yeah, like you have for the last two Fridays. We'll always be there, just not on Friday. Right. It'll be on Monday. Yep. If for any reason we we can make it back to the Friday schedule, we will let you know. But Mm -hmm. for the time being, expect it Monday. Yeah, so don't fret. Yeah. Little friends. Yeah. You can listen to it Monday when your boss is babbling and you're like, I don't want to hear this. Yeah. Instead Put your of, headphones on. Instead of ending your week with the BAMFcast, why yeah. don't you start your week with the BAMFcast? Mm-hmm. It'll be just another podcast Monday. There it is. Whoa, oh, whoa. All right. Let's get out of here. I don't normally say that. How? What are you doing? I can I can get behind him saying that. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. And this is BAMFcast out, and I'm confused. Sorry. Sorry.